This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. I can't believe I'm saying this. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line by the one and only Jennifer Aniston. Why did Jennifer Aniston start a hair care company? Because she was tired of choosing between hair products that work and hair products that are actually good for us. But thanks to Lola V, we never have to choose again. No silicones, no sulfates, parabens, or gluten. And of course, it's cruelty-free and vegan. The Glossing Detangler and Perfect Conditioner are my personal favorites. Not only do they repair the look of damaged hair, but they also shield it from future harm. The first step to unlocking confidence in your dating life and your daily life is feeling confident about your hair. So unlock Jennifer Aniston approved hair at lolav.com. And as listeners of Seeing Other People, you're getting an exclusive 15% off off of your entire order when you use code Seeing Other People at checkout. That's 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com with promo code Seeing Other People. Please note you can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After your purchase, they will ask you where you heard about them. Please, please, please support Seeing Other People and let them know that I sent you. You guys are in for a treat because support for today's episode comes from the best of the best, Jenny Kane. And yes, there is a discount, so keep on listening. You know that feeling when you get a new sweater and it instantly becomes basically another layer of your skin? Like you wear it everywhere for everything all the time. Okay, well, Jenny Kane has become my literal uniform. And if you don't know Jenny Kane, I'm pretty much about to change your life because Jenny Kane's clothes did that to mine. Jenny Kane is a California brand with luxurious staples that will transform your closet. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. They have the coziest cashmere sweaters and iconic accessories that will elevate your everyday basics. I don't know if I wear my cashmere fisherman hoodie or my cropped cashmere cocoon cardigan more. All I know is that I cannot live without either of them. Whether it's a cozy night in with the girls, a dinner date with Jake, or catching a flight to Florida to see my parents, these sweaters are perfect for every single occasion. And I couldn't be happier when I'm wearing them because I'm so comfy. And you guys know me. I always choose comfort over how something looks. But with Jenny Kane, I don't have to choose because I get comfort and I get style. All right. So we have the discount code coming for you. Find your new uniform at JennyKane.com. Seeing other people listeners get 15% off their first order when you use code SOP at checkout. That's 15% off your first order at J-E-N-N-I-K-A-Y-N-E.com. Promo code SOP, S-O-P. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Hey guys, it's Alana and you're listening to Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Each Thursday on Unfiltered, I'll be bringing on a different anonymous guest to open up about their real life dating experiences. We'll discuss what they went through or are going through, how they navigated it, what they've learned and what advice they have to anyone else going through something similar. Unfiltered is your reminder that no matter what you're going through, you're not alone. If you have a topic that you'd like to discuss on Unfiltered, please email your story to seeingotherpeoplepodcast at gmail.com to be considered for an episode. Real people, real stories, real life. This is Seeing Other People Unfiltered. Seeing Other People Unfiltered is presented by Mindset Wellness CBD. Their happy gummies and their calm gummies cured my dating anxiety, and I am so grateful. You should try them. You need to try them. Don't take my word for it. See for yourself. Head to mindsetwellness.com. Fill up your cart with those happy gummies to take before a date and the calm gummies to take after a date. And use code Seeing Other People at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. I am 30, turning 31 this year. Um, and I'm here to talk about how I was in the closest long distance relationship during the pandemic and cross border <laughs> cross border is, is yeah. a big keyword there. Yes. So how far actually was this long distance relationship? So, um, the city that I live in is separated literally by a river. 
um, you can take a tunnel or bridge to get there. And so um, from our downtown cores, it's literally with no traffic, like a two minute tunnel ride. Um, and where he lived though, was probably about like 20 minutes away. Okay. So 20 minutes, but you were, it's like Romeo and Juliet. You couldn't be together. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And big tragedy, right? Big tragedy. (laughs) I feel like there are like country songs about this, about like the river separating the two of you, like tunnel shut down, stuff like that. Um, Realist idea. Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. So when did you and him first connect and how did that unfold? Yeah. So, um, so we matched on hinge in October, 2020. He was just kind of like a match in my inbox. I was kind of at a point, I guess I was like pretty fatigued with like the online dating. And so I was kind of just like letting people match with me. Um, and I just kind of like leave them in my inbox and I'm like, if they respond to me, cool. So it was like one of those things where I like, I didn't even respond to like one of his prompts and then he had messaged me. So we were sort of back and forth for a few days. Um, and then he actually kind of ghosted me for a few days. Um, and I decided, I kind of thought about it after and I was like, I'm like, we had a good back and forth going on. I was like, I'm like, whatever, I have nothing to lose. I'm just gonna reach back out. I'm gonna shoot my shot. And so I like reached back out to him. And I was like, hey, like, it's totally cool if you got other stuff going on. But, you know, like, if you're still interested in talking, like, I'd love to keep talking. And he responded back. And he was like, yeah, I'm for sure still interested in continuing to talk. He's like, I just didn't know how serious you'd want to get with an American boy, which I feel like is key part of this. And then so we exchanged numbers and just kept talking after that. So I want to jump in real quick, just yeah. to point out that you followed up. And <laughs> though you are not here today to talk about the happily ever after that you two yeah. had, you followed up and it worked. And yeah. just need to call out the fact that when you first emailed me, I know we just talked about this off, yeah. offline, but when you first emailed me, I like somehow didn't see, didn't read, didn't respond to your email. And you emailed me again. You were like, Hey, I emailed you a while back, but figured I'd just go for it and and shoot my shot and follow up. And I saw that email and I read your story and I was like, thank God you followed (laughs) up because this is something that I 100% want to share. And I could go on with a million more examples uh, in my life and with other people I know where following up has created an opportunity, but I just needed to call that out because I know people are so afraid. And when you are following up with someone or considering following up with someone on a dating app, you guys, the stakes are so low. The stakes are in the basement where my laundry room is, where I did my laundry this morning. (laughs) Like that is where the stakes are. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt. That's how I felt about both of these situations, right? Like emailing you back. And then also this. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for pointing that out. Had to, (laughs) had to. There there are a lot of little hills for me that I will, (laughs) that I will go die on there. Um, But okay. So you ended up talking, um, you ended up, okay. So this American boy thing comes (laughs) up. Um, You guys live in different countries. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I should clarify. I live in Canada. Yes. I guess I forgot to mention that. Yeah. So you live in different countries and yeah. it's October, 2020 it's COVID. Yeah. So you can't cross borders. 
No. And there's like no news about the border opening. Like at that point, how many months had it been? I'm not even going to try to do the math on top of my head. It was probably like six months. Seven. March. My, my, my half birthday's in February. My birthday's in August. That means six months. Oh, March is a month after. Oh, what day? The 28th. 16th. Nice. <laughs> Ooh, yay. Now everyone knows that. <laughs> okay. So like seven months. Yeah. yeah. So it hadn't been months. that long. Right. And I feel like obviously like the vaccines weren't out yet. Like we were, we were still really like, you know, if everybody kind of just thinks back to like October, 2020, it's like, we still were like, we have no idea, at least in Canada too. Like we were pretty strict in Canada. Um, and I know it was like provincial too. So in my province, like we were still being pretty strict. Um, so, so yeah, so couldn't, couldn't cross at all. Had no, had no idea when the border was going to reopen. Um, obviously you could still fly, but who, and I guess we'll get there. Who's going to go fly out of Toronto <laughs> and go just to Detroit for the day? Um, for a first date. Yeah. Yeah. And, During uh, COVID when nobody is getting on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so yes, after, um, after we exchanged text pretty soon after we were exchanging texts, like it was like literally a Friday we exchanged numbers and it was like the Sunday he was like wanting to um, do like a FaceTime date. And I was kind of like, Ooh, like, wow. Like I, I feel like, you know, when you're on the online dating game, you're kind of playing that game. Like who's gonna, who's gonna ask first, right? Like who's gonna ask for the first date first. Um, so I, I was like, Oh, that's nice. And so we ended up having a FaceTime date the next day. And I was incredibly nervous, which not a great sign, right? Looking back, hearing about everybody's stories and stuff, but what they say about that, but I was so nervous. Um, and which is so funny, right? Cause the stakes were so low. We, Why do you think you were so nervous? Was it because it was a FaceTime date or, or, was it about him? I think it was about, I think it was about him. Like it was about the date. And I will say like I had, and sorry, I guess jumping back to give maybe some context about my dating history, but I was in like a three-year relationship when I was in my early twenties. It was pretty toxic. We actually did long distance between Canada and Japan. I was studying abroad and it was like my first relationship. It was crazy. It was crazy. The breakup was crazy. It was like a two-year breakup, basically. I was like getting strung along, blah, blah. So I feel like after that, I, I had some like relational trauma from that. And so I actually like avoided dating. I just avoided it. I would kind of like talk to people, but I never wanted to form that like emotional intimacy, even though I wanted it so bad, you know? So I feel like when it was finally this person and, and I had been on the apps for literally like seven years, like, you know, single for seven years, honestly. And like, um, I feel like I was so excited that I finally met a person that the conversation was so easy. And I felt like they were asking me questions too. Like they were interested in me. So it's like, I feel like that's why I was nervous. Like it was just like dating. Like I had never really kind of gone on a formal date. Yeah. And it probably because you had felt like, okay, the conversation is going really well and maybe this could be something or it could turn into something, but also 
like so like that gets you excited and and gives you hope but also knowing like you literally cannot meet this person in person so like are you setting yourself up to get hurt or like is this some type of fairy tale thing that will somehow work out like I feel like there's a lot it's like yes the stakes were low but there was still a lot of emotions involved even if you weren't necessarily aware of them absolutely yeah I think you hit the nail on the head there for sure yeah. So, so we, we had the date and I just remember like when we like logged on and like, I saw him for the first time and I was just like, Oh my God. I'm like, he's pretty cute. <laughs> and I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Like, you know, and kind of like what you're saying, I'm like the story started, it already started in that moment. And like at the end of the date, like that electrifying feeling of like those neurons like connecting and like you you're just like I was just like buzzing like yeah I'm sure you hung up and like you couldn't stop smiling oh yeah I literally like couldn't even fall asleep like I was so excited I'm like oh my god I'm like if this goes well I'm like this is my person like I know it right awful like absolutely awful but anyway. things we should never tell ourselves but always do exactly yeah, episode. <laughs> yep. um yeah so after that basically the trajectory was like we were texting every day um we would facetime consistently one to two times a week and even though I had those strong feelings I still was like so we don't know when the border is gonna open stakes are low just have fun. Everyone around me was telling me, you know, you may even get a friend out of this, right? Who knows? You know, just have fun. So I was like, yeah, for sure. So anyway, that kind of was going on for a few months. So I I honestly was enjoying it, you know, during a time when all people wanted, like, was connection. Here I am having this consistent connection with somebody. Like, this is a person, like, every day I know I'm texting, it's like, I know I'm FaceTiming them. Like they're like, it was so nice, you know? It made such a lonely time. So almost enjoyable and like special. Yes. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You almost forget, you know, the pandemic's even happening, which is awful, right? Like that you have no social connection. You're like, no, I, I have this social connection every day. And I um, have this emotional connection that's building. Yeah. Or so I thought, right? Right. And, and even from that, you know, it's like, he was sending me like, he was very early on, like doing, like, I was really impressed by how he was handling the long distance. Um, he was sending me pictures often, like sending me pictures of like his family, like his nieces and nephews, like sending me pictures when he was out, like, um, making his like outdoor rink and like, I felt really, yeah, I felt connected to his life, even though we weren't in the same yeah. city at all. We weren't in the same place at all. Did you ever like meet each other's friends over FaceTime or anything no. like that? No. Okay. No. And, but with that, he would talk about his friends, like, you know, he was including me, like he would call them yeah. by their first names. Um, and like very early on, like he was never like, Oh, my friend, such and such, like he would immediately be like, and I'm like, okay, that's kind of cool. Cause I was still going like my friend, blah, blah, blah. Um, cause I'm like, you don't know them. Like you right. have no context. So, um, and I will say too, even though we texted every day and I was okay with this in the beginning, 
but the texting was very inconsistent in terms of like the length and like when I would expect a text from him like and I will say the other thing that it started off it was very like one text at a time so it's like he would send a big thing I would send a big thing he would send a big thing I would send and it's like we kind of got into that routine um you guys know that I struggle with confidence. I'm always my biggest critic, and when I notice something about myself that I don't like, I can't stop fixating on it. I'm working on all of this, but it can be hard. A year ago, I noticed that my hair was thinning, and I was finding more and more strands of hair on the floor every time I would walk around my apartment. When I would look down in the shower, I would freak out at what I saw in the drain. That's when I opened up to my best friend, who happens to be a doctor, and she said two things that changed my life. The first was that she knows so many women our age going through the same thing. The second is that she told me to try Nutrafol. And so I did. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. A year later and a month before my wedding, and I cannot believe the number of people who have been complimenting how long, strong, and healthy my hair looks. I never imagined that this would happen. And naturally, as a result, my confidence has transformed. I'm no longer self-conscious when it comes to my hair. And honestly, that is a huge, huge, huge personal win for me. And you guys know I'm hilariously bad at sticking with habits and taking something every day or doing something every day. But with Nutrafol, building a hair growth routine is simple. Purchase online with no prescription required. Free shipping and automated deliveries ensure that you'll never miss a day. You'll see results in three to six months. And trust me, it is worth the wait. You can start so easily by taking their hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering the Seeing Other People family $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter the promo code Seeing Other People. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com promo code Seeing Other People. That's Nutrafol.com promo code Seeing Other People. Raise your hand if you have dating anxiety. All right, all right. I know that everyone has their hands up, and I get it. I had debilitating anxiety when I was single. And even when I first started dating Jake, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. And I know that is not a good way to feel and that is not a fun way to date. And I get it. It can be hard to find an anxiety relief tactic that works for you. That's why I'm so excited to introduce you to a new one that has helped me dramatically with my wedding and work stress and anxiety over the last few months. And trust me, there's been a lot of it. Sunset Lake CBD is an amazing company that not only has helped me feel so much better, but they also have a really cool history and mission. Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. As farmers, they believe in providing only top-shelf CBD and hemp products at fair prices. So they cut out the middlemen and they ship their CBD straight from their farm to your door, which means that their CBD is affordable and trusted because CBD and anxiety relief can help everyone and they want it to be accessible to anyone. Trust me when I say that when I'm stressed or anxious, my sleep is the first thing to go. But despite everything I have going on right now, I've been taking a sleep gummy before bed and my sleep scores on my aura ring have been through the roof. Plus, I'm finding myself relaxing more at night and being able to turn off my work brain and my anxiety with the help of their CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews. Whether you want to sleep better, relax better, focus better, recover better, or anything in between, Sunset Lake CBD has something for everyone. So check them out today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use code SOP for 20% off your order. That's code SOP for 20% off farmer-owned, Vermont-grown Sunset Lake CBD.
Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. When I first started seeing other people, some of my closest friends and family could not believe it. Not because they didn't think I was capable of being a podcast host, but because I usually can't get through a sentence without sniffling. And during allergy season, forget about it. My seasonal allergies are debilitating, and my sinus congestion and pressure has always left me feeling so sick. But luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Claritin D has truly transformed my life. Not only can I breathe better and sleep better since taking Claritin D, but I also can get through the day so much smoother. I used to have to cancel plans because of how bad my allergies were. I'd go through a tissue box a week, sometimes more, and my eyes were always watery. But Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes, and it tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. It's truly the greatest thing I've ever come across and I am so grateful that I found it and started using it. Are you ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Yeah. I'm curious how long did this go on for the texting? The texting, texting, like FaceTiming, like our relationship before it, before we met up. Yeah, that was eleven months. So we wow. were doing this for eleven months. Another thing he ended up doing was like he watched The Bachelor with me every Monday. So it's like I think I included that in the email. Like, um, like he would put it on his TV, I would put it on my TV because we both like we get American stations here, so I had mm-hmm. it on. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, put a ring on it. Like, this guy is watching The Bachelor with me across the border virtually. No, I actually wanted to call that out. I think it's so funny that you said, like, we watched. So he watched not only one season of The Bachelor with you. He watched three seasons with you. And I think that is so funny because my boyfriend Jake and I have pointed out so many times, like, how many seasons of the bachelor we've been together for. Like that is how we measure time. And it's so funny. (laughs) And like, it's so weird to think about like, cause when we started during like the Claire and Tasha season and then like, it's like, wait a second. How how many seasons ago was that now? And we're like, wow. Like, (laughs) yeah. Like some people do like winter, spring, you know, summer. It's like, but other people do. Yeah. Like Matt James. Yeah. Claire yeah <laughs> yeah all, all of, we can't even think of all of them because there have been so many exactly yeah. yeah but yeah so you know so I kind of felt I was really like oh my god like he's really making an effort and it really makes you you know even long distance you're like wow like the effort that's being made long distance to keep that connection like he can't just be like looking at me as like just this like side piece in Canada totally. you know yeah, you start to trust someone, especially yeah. after that long. Oh my god! Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as the months started going on, like I, I would say, sort of around March of 2021, that's when I really started to be like, no, I like really like this person. 
um, I'm like really feeling a connection. And that's too, when I actually confronted him about his texting and because there was a time where he had responded to one of my texts in the morning, I responded back and he literally did not respond to me for 24 hours. And I was just kind of like, okay, we're kind of five months in of this now. Like it was okay before, but now it's not like now something's shifting within me. Like that's not cool. And when I confronted him about it, I was so nervous. I like sent the message to like five of my friends, you know, to be like, is this okay? Like, oh my God, like, you know, it's scared to kind of have your first confrontation. Scared. Totally. And to have it happen over text. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause you know, immediately what I'm thinking is like, oh my God, like he's, he's just going to be like, yeah, not worth it. Goodbye. Like she brought this up, you know what? Nope. Right. But so I'm glad I still did it. And his response was great. And my friend even said to me like, oh my God, he has such emotional intelligence. And I was like, I'm like, right? Like, what did he say? So he kind of, okay. Did you say, what did I say? Well, I think we get the gist of what you said, but what did he say? I'm more curious about. He was like, he was like, no, you're totally right. He's like, I don't want to do that to you. Like, I don't want to leave you hanging. He's like, um, you know, like next time I'm at someone's house, like I'll definitely like, just let you know that I'm there and that I'll talk to you later. And I was like, oh my God, perfect. Yeah. That's all you need. That's great. Yeah. Um, and so I thought that went really well. And then things were still good. We're still in our routine. And then spring was coming up. He, he has a cottage, um, up North in his state. And, uh, he was getting ready to go get like a boat prepared and stuff. And I was like, let me know when you get in. And he didn't. (laughs) And then he proceeded to like, not text me the whole weekend. And I was sort of like, you know, like the whole, like, listen to your body, like, listen to your gut. Like it was like a situation like that. And of course I was not listening to it, but something wasn't right about it, but I couldn't put my finger on it. Right. Like it was, cause I was like, yeah, he doesn't owe me anything. He's allowed to go to his cottage and like not text me. Like he's allowed to do these things and not do that. Right. But at the same time, we've been texting every day. He's really been making that effort to stay connected with me. And then he, he's, he goes away for a weekend and like, can't just be like, hope you have a great day today. Yeah. And it's, it's not even about like, it's texting is such an interesting thing where it's like, it's not about the fact that he, he like didn't text you and like ask how your day was. It's about the fact that like you now, not that he owes, like you said, not that he owes you anything, but you have the expectation that you're going to hear from this person every day that you've built an emotional connection with. And in a way, like, you probably were a little dependent on him because that's what the, like the world, you had nothing else. Like you couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't see anything. And so to have this person to talk to where that becomes part of your routine and you feel secure and you feel comfortable and you feel safe in that to just disappear, whether it's for a day or for a weekend or for a week, however long it is, it just causes so much stress and anxiety. And makes you go crazy inside and it's not you didn't do anything wrong and did he do something wrong maybe maybe not who's to say but like 
all he needed to do to have made you feel better was say like, I'm going to be off my phone for the weekend, but I'll catch you up when I'm done. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know why that is so difficult for some people, but it just is like, it just is like, we know so many people like this and you know, when it's your partner or, you know, somebody you are developing that relationship with, it definitely hurts. And like everything you you said is like, honestly it. And, and at this point too, you know, like as the months were getting warmer, you know, and, and the year mark had passed since COVID, like, you know, started getting a little bit anxious about the border opening, like started kind of getting like, okay, like it might open next month. And like the really crappy thing about how both governments were handling it was like, they wouldn't let you know until like the day of the expiry, which was like the 21st of every month. So they'd be like, Oh, no, like, no, sorry. We won't know for at least another month. And you're like, Oh my God. You know? And I just feel for all the couples that were separated, but like I had a friend, um, and, it was just, it was just awful. So anyway, you know, so that was happening too. So there's a lot of different kinds of anxieties happening and that didn't help. And so when he came back from that trip, I actually, again, I confronted him. I was super nervous, but, um, I kind of just let him know. I'm like, Hey, listen, like, I know we got into like a habit, you know, of of talking every day, but if if that like is something that like, you're not into, you just got to let me know. Like you, I basically was like, you just need to let me know so I can make some decisions here. And he's like, Oh no, no, no. Like, I don't want to, again, I don't want to do that to you. Like, um, you know, I definitely see where you're coming from and like, I, I won't do that. And I was just like, okay, like, cool. Yeah. From, from your lips to, to God's ears. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so the months kept going, kept waiting for the border, kept watching the bachelor so basically, you know, the theme is sort of like inconsistency. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I realized now what was happening was it was like, it's like that intermittent reinforcement, right? So somebody says they're going to do something, maybe they do it the next day and then they don't do it for a few days, but you're like, but they said they're going to do it. So you're like waiting and waiting and waiting and then they do it again. And you're like, Oh, like it feels that much sweeter, right? It, it actually sends yep. all your, those positive uh, hormones and stuff, even soaring even higher than they would have. So I, so that was what was happening for 150% to me. Yeah. Um, and July came and I think, so I don't know. Brave the uncomfortable. Those are the words engraved on my bracelet that have gotten me through some of the most anxiety-inducing moments over the last few years. And that's why I could not be more excited to encourage you all to get a Presently bracelet of your own with a phrase that resonates with you. Presently is a line of mindfulness bracelets engraved with words inspired by cognitive behavioral therapy. The brand was started by two sisters, Lindsay and Emily, who have obsessive-compulsive disorder, aka OCD, and anxiety. They realized that when stuck in an anxiety spiral, it's hard to put into practice the tools that they learned in therapy sessions. They looked and looked for bracelets that could serve as reminders to interrupt that spiral, but they couldn't find anything besides the cheesy good vibes only and no bad days types of messaging. They started Presently to bring more authenticity to self-help anxiety management. And as someone who has had a Presently bracelet for three years, I mean it when I say it really makes a difference. So whether you need encouragement to make it onto that date that you've been anxious about, a calming mantra to get you through a big day at work, or simply a reminder that you're not alone, Presently has your back. 
Their bracelets are so beautiful and elevated and they also make amazing gifts. And I know because I have gifted a few over the years and my friends were so excited to get one and have worn them ever since. There are six phrases to choose from. And if you're indecisive, there's a quiz that you can take to help you choose the perfect reminder for your anxiety. Plus, 5% of each bracelet is donated to your choice of four mental health nonprofits. I wholeheartedly love and support Presently, and I know that your Presently bracelet will bring you as much comfort as mine has brought me. So head to presentlybracelets.com. That's P-R-E-S-E-N-T-L-Y bracelets.com for 10% off your order using code seeing other people. Do you feel like you're at a crossroads in your love life? Maybe you're in the thick of modern dating or you're wondering if the person you're with is your person. Whatever your situation, I have the perfect podcast for you. It's called Dateable, your insider's look into modern dating, hosted by Julie Krafchick and Yue Shu. They talk about it all, from why you're choosing the wrong partner and how to stop, to how to actually go from matching on the app to getting on a date, to securing your anxious attachment and everything in between. Julie and Yue have been on Seeing Other People, and I've been a guest on their podcast too, so if you're looking for a great starting point, check out my episode of Dateable, season 15, episode 10, Is It Chemistry or Anxiety? Guys, this podcast is incredibly relatable, insightful, and oftentimes hilarious. Wherever you start, Dateable will help you feel inspired to date differently and create a love life that works for you. You can subscribe and listen to episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts every Wednesday and Sunday. So check out Dateable and thank me later. Exact dates, but I just know in July, I think that's when they were announcing that they were lifting the border for Americans to come into Canada. And... He didn't have his vaccines yet, um, and you had to be vaccinated. And I remember kind of being like, if you, you know, if you get your vaccines, like you're thinking of getting them anyway, like you can come, like we can end this, like yeah. And he was just like, oh, you know, I'm I'm still just like skeptical, blah blah. And I tried to respect it. I did. Um, I, I really did. But anyway, I, so I was really thinking about it, and I was like, listen. I was like, I don't want to wait any longer. I was like, I have some time off coming up around Labor Day. Like, if you're cool with it, I'm like, honestly thinking of flying to such and such city and uh, like doing this. Like, I want I want to like close the gap here. And he was just like, okay. Like, he's like, but I would feel bad. And I was like, don't feel bad. Like, this is a decision I'm making for me. Like, I want to do this. I want to meet you. And if you're down to meet me, like, cool. So at this point, you were able to come to America. So Canadians could always fly. They could always fly over. But we couldn't. So the so America didn't open their land borders to us. So the, the air border was always open. I know it's, it's kind of confusing. Um, so Canada oh, opened up okay. the land border to Americans, but America didn't open up the land border to Canada yet. It was okay. crazy. Got and it. I had had enough though. Like I was like, I can't keep waiting. Like I, yeah. like it's been nine months. You need Let's to know go. if there's like a pot of gold at the end of this rainbow or exactly. not. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, so yeah, we planned the trip and like, as we were planning the trip, he was so excited, like writing everything down he wanted to do. And it was so nice to see him so excited. Um, and I'm sure that reassured you that planning this trip and going was the right decision. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, took a four hour train ride to Toronto. I then hopped on a plane from Toronto and went to the city, which 
I feel like I've mentioned before, but whatever, I'll just say the city. <laughs> um, and had to do testing, like had to do testing to go on. Um, and anyway, so he was to pick me up at the airport and I feel like the day of I was leaving, like, I feel like now I just have to go into like the vibe. Um, cause I'm obviously so excited. I'm jazzed. I also have travel anxiety. I haven't been on a plane in so long because of COVID and stuff. So it, it's like, I'm not asking for a pat on the back again. It was my decision, but it, like, it would be cool to like hear some enthusiasm and like, I kind of feel like he treated the morning just like any other morning. Like, Hey, good morning. Like, like I'm like, I can't wait to see you. And like, he, he didn't say that at all. And it was just kind of like, okay, whatever. I'm like, okay, he's busy, whatever. And, um, I thought maybe he would like try to get out of work early and like pick me up. Cause I think my flight got in at like four. So I was like, you know, maybe you can like pick me up around that time. Right. It was like 5 PM and I had landed and I was like, where, I was like, where are you? I'm hungry. <laughs> Cause I was, but I was like, I was kind of trying to be like jokey to like get something out of him. Yeah. And he was like, Oh, just, he was like finishing work soon. And then I'm going to like pack up the car or something. And I was like, like, welcome to my country. Like, well, <laughs> you know, like, like Oh my anything. God, you're here. Also yeah. like we, we kept saying how the stakes were low. Like, no, no, no. The stakes are really high right now. You are meeting this person who you have been talking to virtually for a year. Yeah, absolutely. And so he picked me up and I was just like, it, it's like seeing him for the first time. Like I was just like, oh my God, like you're a real person. Like what is, what is happening? Um, and when he got out and he, we hugged it was like the coldest hug ever like you know I had envisioned like like these two this you know two couples or a, a couple and like the the soldiers coming home from war and it's just like this big embrace and like a massive kiss and it was just like the coldest hug and I just like I kind of thought it was funny because it was just like hey um I was like all right and then you know I guess too long didn't read of this trip was that I think overall it was a good trip and I'm really glad it happened. I'm really glad that we did meet. And, um, I guess that I took that like leap of faith to go do that. Um, if anything for me, like not mm -hmm. for us, but just so that I could know. And, you know, I met his friends. Um, and I didn't read, I will say like, I didn't read too much into that. Like I know some people will be like, my God, like you met his friends. Like he introduced you to his friends. I'm like, well, yeah, like we, I was there. You the should whole after this long, like, yeah. Um, and then I did sort of feel like, you know, at times when we were in the car, like driving places, like he wasn't very chatty. And I was sort of like, aren't you like curious about me? Like it almost was like too comfortable and maybe because we talked for all that time, he didn't feel like there was anything more he needed to know or something. But I just felt like even just like car ride chats, like there was right. just nothing. So um, now overall, it was fine. So the day that I was leaving, um, I brought up to him, we were at lunch and I was like, so I was like, I'm like, can I call you my boyfriend now? Kayla, right at this point, we hadn't established anything, 
right? Which is fine, okay? And he and he was like, uh, like hesitating. And I remember in my head, my eyeballs were literally like the size of the seeing other people. The seeing other people eyes. Like I was like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, when you ask the question, can I call you? Can, you know, can this happen? I have to be open to any answer. Okay. I got to be open to no, yes, maybe whatever. And that's just like a fact of life. Right. But at the same time, like, can you knock a girl for like hoping that after almost a year and you finally go to meet him that he says, yeah, absolutely. Like, like of course. Yeah. Duh. I've been waiting to call you my girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Something didn't feel right for sure. And, um, was the end of that conversation just like, uh, like, you know, yeah. So I was kind of trying, I wasn't convincing him too hard, but I was like, I'm like, what's the difference? You know? Right. And he, and he was kind of thinking about it. He's like, yeah, like, yeah, you're right. And, and I remember in my head, I was like, no, no, like there's no enthusiasm. Like, um, it's like, how has he also not thought about this before? I know. I know. I don't, I know. Maybe we can all sort of guess what's going on there. <laughs> like fear of commitment. Um, right. Yeah. Situation trip. Uh, so that's kind of how it ended. And it wasn't, it really wasn't a for sure. Yes. Like, yep. I'm going to call you my girlfriend and you can like, we're boyfriend, girlfriend, we're official. It didn't end like that. Right. So, um, I, because we were able to go through the land border to Canada, I was actually able to take this like chauffeur kind of person through. So we were like waiting at the border and, um, again, he like was not talking to me and I was like really uncomfortable. I was like, cause I was kind of upset. I was like sad to be going back. And also the conversation we had, I was like kind of confused, I guess. And hard to communicate that when you're leaving again and you don't really know when you're going to see each other. Right now, you have no idea where you stand with him. You have no idea what's going to happen when you go back home. If you're if you're going to see him again, when you're going to see him again, how yeah. he thought the trip went. That's yeah. really confusing and stressful. Yeah, it was confusing. And then um, when we like hugged and kissed goodbye, he was like, "Until next time," and I was like, "What? Okay. This is so bizarre. Like this. Like I'm just like." That like that's what you say to somebody who like I don't know that like you you don't give a crap about who like you might see in ten years at a reunion yeah like until next time like yeah I'm not gonna see you for a long yeah time like yeah it was weird so I went home and immediately when I like swung open my door I was just like bawling my eyes out like my mom came to visit me because she wanted to like hear about the trip. And I was just like, I just really miss him. But I'm like, really, I think underneath that was actually like, I didn't like, I didn't like what happened. Something didn't feel right. Made me feel upset. Um, so then, so that was that trip. So finally he got his vaccines and he was able to come through. And so this is October now. And, um, like kind of late October, like the weekend of like the 20th or something. And we had seen each other Labor Day. So again, we got back into like the bachelor, the, you know, the waiting for text sort of thing, the other, it actually, I thought that our communication was going to improve and it actually just went back to the same. It, it just 
nothing changed actually. Your head at this point, like, were you like, this is my boyfriend or were you like, this is somebody I don't know what's going on still. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I guess I should go back to that. So I actually had a therapy appointment that week, which was great. And we were talking about it. And I think the conclusion that I had come to was like, basically like, I can't force that on him if that's not how he feels right now. And it's like, maybe that was a milestone trip, right? Okay. That was a milestone trip and we still have a lot to learn about each other. And, but really I do think I was self abandoning my actual feelings on it, which were like, that to me actually was wrong. Um, I actually wanted to be boyfriend and girlfriend and I wish, you know, obviously looking back that I was more firm in in understanding that about myself. Right. But all I knew is what I knew back then. I know we love to hear that probably everybody listening. It's like, yeah, I've heard that enough. Like you only knew what you knew back then, but um, I ended up having a conversation with him and I said, Hey, listen, like I I actually had a thought about this and um, I understand like you not wanting to put the title on things. Like, let's just keep like, hanging out and getting to know one another. Like, I think we need that like in-person time. And he was just like, cool. Yeah. yeah thanks for understanding. Okay. And he had said to me too, he's like, you know, he's like boyfriend and girlfriend is very serious to me. It's like a very serious title. I'm like in my head, I'm like, I'm not asking us to get married. <laughs> right. But yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's also been a year. Like I understand if after two weeks I was like, okay, boyfriend, girlfriend. <laughs> right. Like, no, no, no. It's been a year. Um, but a complicated one. Um, yeah. okay. So late October. Yeah. Late October. So he finally comes to visit and I am jazzed. So I was super excited. And then when he came, um, I opened the door and I was like, I probably had like this massive glowing smile on my face. And he's like, you'll never believe what happened. I got pulled in for a random test, blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, immediately everything I, my heart was like in my stomach like I was just like like I don't know why I felt bad about that and also it was just like there was nothing warm about it um we hadn't seen each other for like seven weeks like that's not the greeting that I had imagined in my head um and yeah you know what that's the reality of our situation you might get pulled in for a randomized COVID test and is it a big deal to me personally no Maybe to other people, but did you not think about that reality like before you came? I don't know. Um, It's almost like you probably felt like he was like blaming you in a way for the fact that that happened because it was when he was coming to visit you. Yeah, exactly. And like when he said that, like my, my brain went to like, he's never going to want to come back. Great. Yeah. Great. He's never coming back. Like that, like, and he, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to be important enough or, you know, to sort of um, bypass that. Right. We sat on the couch side by side. Nobody put their arm around one another. There was no cuddling. And I felt like for me, like, I kind of didn't feel like I could. Like, I didn't feel, you know, when you just feel a vibe, like, yeah. looking back, I kind of wish I said, hey, let's go into the corner of my L couch and cuddle. Like, right. But I just felt... But you didn't even feel comfortable doing that. No, I felt, like, unsafe to do that. Like, I, I felt like he didn't want that. Um, yeah. Again, I didn't communicate that. But it's like, you know, the first time we're seeing each other in so long, I don't want it... I don't want the visit to be like that. So, 
it's kind of like taking his lead, I guess. And, um, so that it, it was a little bit cold of a visit. And then it was actually a very short visit. It was less than 24 hours. Cause he had a birthday, um, for his friend that weekend. And I was like, I'm like, go to the birthday. I'm like, like, obviously I would love for you to stay the whole weekend, but like, that's your friend. Like you've known them for a very long time. Like, please go do that. And so the next day we, we had a great day. We like went to a pumpkin patch. We like went for lunch. We, um, afterwards we had a pretty good chat where I like asked him about his love language in which he told me it was quality time. Um, which is an awkward, important thing. So we kind of left. And again, I didn't feel great. I didn't feel great. Again, he said until next time, he yeah. loves to say that, I guess. Uh, and so he left, whatever. A couple days later, I asked him when he would come visit next because he wasn't like, um, hey, when can I see you next? Right. <laughs> so I asked him, hey, when do you think like you're going to come visit next? So we ended up coming up with like the, a date in November, like second weekend of November. And so he was getting ready to come. He did the test and everything. But then his parents ended up getting COVID and my mom's immunocompromised. So we kind of decided for him not to come, but I was pretty upset. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was like, I was getting like teary eyed on the phone. Yeah. And I felt like he wasn't really like comforting me. Like he was like, don't worry. He's like, I'll come next weekend. Or like, don't worry. Like the next time I come, we'll come sooner than you think. Or, you know, kind of just like reassuring me that like, that he's going to come back. Right. Yeah. Um, which I feel like is almost a little surprising given everything else. But so that was not, it wasn't what you wanted the situation to be, but at least he was giving you that, but it should have been more. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so, so that happened. I was bummed, but whatever we went about our weekend and on the Sunday, we kind of got into like, bit of a disagreement about politics and COVID. And I kind of had a feeling after that. I was like, I'm like, he keeps bringing this up. Like, it's almost like he wants to hear what I have to say. Like, I, I kind of feel like it's getting to a point where he wants that reaction out of me. Didn't again, didn't leave the conversation very nicely. So the next morning I just sent like a nice text and I was just like, I'm really happy that we're talking on the phone more. Cause that was something I asked for. I asked to like talk on the phone more and he was, I could see the effort was there, but it still wasn't like consistent, but I, you know, I just wanted to give him some positive reinforcement that like, even though we got into this disagreement, like I'm still really happy that like we're making this effort. Um, and he didn't text me all day, literally all day. Like I messaged him probably like in the morning sometime and normally I, even though, even though there was no consistent schedule of like the time I would hear from him, I was like, I'm surprised he didn't message me on one of his, like, um, what do they call it? Like when you're a teacher, like those, your like planning period or whatever. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. And then I was like, he didn't message me after work either. And it's like seven o'clock at this point. And like, I was like, I'm just going to go do a workout. And then. When I came back up, it was like, yes, after seven and I still didn't hear from him. And so I just messaged him and I said, Hey, hope everything's okay. And he messaged me literally five minutes later and was like, Hey, sorry, I just got through the door. Today was really crazy. Um, like, 
um, and whatever. It doesn't even matter what he said. But then at the end of it, he was like, he was like, hope your Monday was a good one for the books. And I was like, I am so done with this. Like, what the heck is that? You completely glossed over everything I even said in the previous message to you. Like, it was so cold. And so I was like talking to my friend on the phone about it completely unrelated to the relationship but she was like how are you doing and I was like oh I'm like quite frankly I don't even really want to say this out loud because I know if I say it out loud it means it's real I'm like but I don't know if I can do this anymore and she was like she was like oh my god blah blah blah. I was like I have to call him and she was like oh my god yeah call him but me when I'm saying I need to call him I'm like I'm gonna call him and fix this I'm not like, right. I'm going to call him and break up with him. I'm going to call him and and we're going to talk about this again. Right. So I called him and he picks up and he had to end up calling me back. Um, but anyway, when he called me back, I was explaining to him, I was like, this is a pattern and I wouldn't be mentioning this to you if it wasn't a pattern, but you know, basically just like, I don't appreciate it. And I'm like, how can we sort of like come to a a happy medium here? And he was just like, yeah, you know, he's like, I feel like I've really been working on it. And I I feel like every time I take one step forward, I I take like two steps back. And then as he's saying that, you know, he kind of starts going into and, and I'm about to say, like, I feel so relieved that you can notice that, like, thank you. But as he's saying it, he's like, I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around the longevity of this. And I was like, Oh, there it is. And I was like, uh, I was like, is there anything I can do to like help your understanding? Like, you know, what, what is hard to wrap your head around? And he was like, no, he's like, he's like, you're, you're not the one. I, I just have this deep down feeling. And I was like, Whoa, like I, this is not at, all what I thought this conversation was going to be about. So that's the beginning of the breakup. (laughs) It's such an interesting thing. And I've thought about this before where it's like saying you're not the one. It comes off so harsh, but I wish it was something that was like way more normal. Like if only it was a normalized thing in modern dating to be able to say to someone like, I have really loved our time together, but I just don't think you're the one. Because if you think about it, like you also probably deep down knew that he was not the one and there's nothing wrong with dating somebody for a really long time and them not being the one. We just like this concept of the one just carries so much weight and us wanting to find that one carries even more weight. And so when we are with somebody, when we're forming a relationship with someone connecting with them, we want them to be the one. So then to be told, and that we want to be their one. So then to be told that we're not the one feels like a literal knife going through your heart. But if you think about it, like, if only we could just casually tell people like, I really like you, but like, I just don't think you're the one. Yeah. Right. I, it's a I weird concept. That. And you know what? And I do, I do think that there is a way to say that even if you don't want to say the one, but there's a way to honor the relationship that you had and hold that respect for the other person. Right. Like through your words. Um, 
And maybe for me, like as a writer, like words are really important to me. And like the way that you convey, you know, the way that you respect and honor. Yeah. Like someone else, especially when you're dealing with someone else's emotions. Right. Um, that's so, that's so important. Right. So yeah, it's totally okay in the end, right. That I'm not who he wants. Okay. He's allowed that, like you are allowed to want who you want regardless though. I think it definitely, it doesn't feel good. Right. Like it's like people say like, don't take that personally. Don't take it personally when someone says that you're not the one, but it's really hard not to like, how do you not take that personally? Like somebody's saying like, I am not choosing you. You know, and that sucks. Like, it just sucks. And again, going back, like, I think that there's a way to honor that. Um, But I don't, it didn't honor us. And that's what sucks. So also, you know, the the breakup, um, like, a a lot was hurtful. Um, He he basically said, like, um, he would, like, hit me up if he ever came to Canada because I'm the only Canadian that he knows. Um, He, he... When, when I was, we were kind of like, oh, I was so looking forward to you visiting this weekend. And he was like, yeah, I really wanted to, like, that really sucks. And I said, like, if that's kind of why this breakup is being instigated, like, you can still come for Black Friday. And he was like, uh, let me sleep on that. And I was like, no, I was like, you don't get to just like have me, you know? And then he was also like, okay, like maybe I'll come, but it'll be like a first date. And I was like, what? And he was like, no, 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 not like that. And I'm like, what is happening? Like the chaotic energy that is just, ha- it, it's like, he didn't really know what he wanted. Like something didn't sit right with him. And he was kind of just finding all these things to try to make it better to like, you know, to, to make himself feel better, to make me feel better. And it's like, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't working at all. Like just own it. Just be like, you know what? It's not working. So we left the conversation and I was like, I don't know what I want to do. Obviously my heart is telling me that I want to stay in touch with you. I'm like, but right. Obviously <laughs> like of course. when you're getting broken up with, um, you don't want it to happen. So left it and I woke up the next day and he said, he said this, how about this? I will still text you the next morning. And I said, okay. So person who like, doesn't ever respond to me before the hours of like noon messaged me at 9am and was like, Hey, like, I, you know, I just want to say like, basically, like, well, this is what he said, don't stop being you and never apologize for speaking from the heart. He's like, I appreciate you opening up about your past and like something else. And I was like, and I just left it on red for a long time. I'm like, I do not know how to respond to this. So I, I responded later. And I said, Hey, I said, I don't really have anything to say to you right now. I think it's best if you own your decision and that like we move on. And I was just like, I wish you the best. And, you know, I wish your parents well, like getting better from COVID because they were kind of struggling. And he messaged me back and he said, I respect that. He was like, um, he's like wishing you and your family good fortune and prosperity. What? (laughs) <laughs> wait did he did he order chinese and get a fortune cookie <laughs> that's what everybody says like they're like what? pardon me yeah yeah i know like i'm like why do people get weird in breakups okay like why if people what become is- different human i mean look i'm i'm so guilty of it i become the absolute worst version of myself when being broken up with <laughs> um apologies to everybody who has dumped me <laughs> if you're listening to this 
oops, but (laughs) yeah, like just so weird. So I will say like, I ended up messaging him like a week after to just like ask how his parents were doing. And like, if I'm honest with myself, it was also to kind of be like, Hey, (laughs) like, right. You know, but I guess I kind of use that as an opportunity. We exchanged a couple messages and the last message um, was me and it wasn't anything crazy. And that was the last text message. We've been no contact ever since. Um, Good for you. I ended up deleting him off Instagram like in December. I was like, you know what? I was like, I don't want to see what he's up to. And it wasn't enough to mute his stories and his um, posts because I kept going to his page. It didn't matter. Of I course. Yep. And, um, and then I didn't want him to know what was going on in my life. So my Instagram page is public, but I didn't want him to like have that access to me. So I removed him from following me. Nice. So that was that was really big for me, but I think no contact and that has sort of led me to be able to talk about this and even like laugh about certain things now. But yeah, that is the breakup story. And I will say, I think like the general feeling of this, I'm not a marathon runner. I'm I'm not like a runner, but I imagine that like, you know, when you're just, you're sprinting (laughs) and you're past the finish line. Okay. But you, you kind of, you have to kind of keep running to stop yourself because you're running so fast, but you're past the finish line. It's like, that's what that felt like. It felt that like we had waited all that time to finally like meet up in person and like get this show on the road and really get this relationship going. And then it just ended so suddenly, but I couldn't just end things suddenly, right? Like my healing now is sort of that like slow kind of like trying to stop myself running. Like I'm still kind of like in the lanes, like, but past the finish line. Like, does that make sense? I don't know. Like, no, it totally does. Cause I think there were so many different factors at play and it was such a drawn out thing. And I'm sure there are so many, what ifs, like, what if you could have met sooner? Like, would you, like, what if you just met and had gone on a date? Would you have been into each other? Or would you have not gone on a second date? Or would you have ended up like being in a happy, great relationship? Like who knows what if he had gotten the vaccine earlier and had done that really for you to come visit? Like, would that have kind of sped things up at a better normal pace for you guys to be able to see each other? Like what if, you know, he had been a better communicator. There are a million what ifs. And I feel like that's part of the thing. It was also during such a like traumatic time in our lives. So I I think it totally makes sense that it's been a slow kind of process for you to figure, like kind of digest it all and, and figure it all out. But I can honestly say, like, I feel like you've learned so much from this experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's one of the things that I was like most excited to read about when you first emailed me because you went through this thing that was really, really hard. And at times I'm sure incredibly painful and incredibly difficult with lots of ups and downs. And I'm curious if you could share just kind of some of the things you've been able to take away and, you know, just what you've learned about like yourself and about dating and relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess this me a lot of kind of similar things like, 
like trust your gut. I think that that is really hard in the beginning though, because you are still feeling somebody else out. But if there's a pattern of you feeling a certain way, trust that. Um, You're not asking for too much. You really aren't. We've heard that so much, but especially for those of us who've been taught that we have high expectations, that could be a lot. I think my biggest thing takeaway for myself was like how much I self-abandon. I am like an adult child of an alcoholic parent. And if there's any other ACOAs like listening to this, like, you know, like the long laundry list and that is part of it. And so growing up, like emotional chaos is what I had to navigate. And so I I kind of find that I can chameleon my emotions to somebody else. Um, I kind of know how to dance around that. (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, that's one thing I guess I took away. Another thing like I've taken away that I think is really important though, it literally does not matter about the other person. You can still care for that person. It's not about not caring, but it does not matter if they're viewing your Instagram stories or not, or if they're even just like viewing your page. It doesn't even matter if they're trying to contact you because they're not. That's one thing is all keeping like, oh my God, but what if he is trying to contact me? He just needs me to contact him, but he's not contacting me. He, you know, so it doesn't matter because it just doesn't matter because this is your journey now. And yeah. You ha- yeah. I love everything you just said. You 100% have to make it about you and not about them and about what they're thinking or not thinking. Like you can't assume you can't guess. You don't know what's going on in their head. And what's going on in their head doesn't concern you anymore. What concerns you is what you can do to move forward and to move on and to get yourself in a better place where to a point where you're not thinking about them, because that will feel really, really, really good when you get there. And I know it takes forever. Trust me, I've been through it more times than I wish. And it is so tough. But you're completely right about everything you just said. Yeah. And I kind of want to go back quickly too to like something you said about like the what if and like something I've thought about too, you know, people are like, I feel like it would be so different if you guys um, just met earlier, like if the pandemic didn't happen. And I said, you know what? We would have just broken up sooner. It, it's not because of the distance. Okay. So anybody like doing long distance or has been broken up long distance, it's not because of the distance. Like, yeah, I, I just, yeah, I just think we would have broken up earlier. I don't think it yeah. would have lasted as long. So I think you, yeah, you would have figured out these fundamental compatibility issues just sooner. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I love that point you made about long distance. Like there's always going to be something, whether it's distance, whether it's money, whether it's a job situation, whether it's a health situation, like there is always going to be something. Mm -hmm. And it's a matter of two individuals wanting to make it work and prioritizing making it work, regardless of whatever else is going on. And so yes, like maybe, well, it's, it's exactly like to your point of like, well, if it was long, long distance, like maybe it would have worked. It's like, well, he didn't want to make it work. Yeah, exactly. He wasn't, he didn't want to make it work with you or had you known him better in person like that, you would have known that it wouldn't have worked for you with him. Absolutely. And I actually, you know, it's like, 
it's still kind of hard to say this, but I actually think obviously this worked out in the end. And I, I think honestly, like, um, this chapter and like this experience was just meant to happen because, you know, especially a cross border relationship, if you can't get through that, how the heck would we do this long-term? Like it almost is like, okay, yes. Like you had to go through the hardest thing. Like you had to go through the biggest hoops to see each other. And if, and if you couldn't do that, then okay. Like, yeah. We had the ultimate test and we failed and that's okay. <laughs> like, you know, that's okay. We found out sooner than, you know, than we would have. So. And, and look at how much you've learned and have been able to take away from it. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I know it's so cliche, any... but, but breakups are like learning. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Is there anything that you wanted to mention that I have not asked about? I don't think so. No, obviously, you know, it's like, it's hard sort of like sharing this because it's like, as in any relationship, like there's so many layers that like, obviously you can't, you just can't get to, right? Like there's so many sort of like underlying things of, you know, why certain situations happen or why certain conversations happen. So yeah, I guess no questions, but just like can say everything obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's it's always hard. so hard to sum up situations in an, in an yeah. hour conversation, but but you yeah, did a really no, great no, job no. and and is there yeah. anything else you're curious about about? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you're great. Thank you so much. This was really really great, and I I really appreciate you sharing your story and and sharing everything that you've learned. And I have no doubt that there's somebody out there, whether, even if they're not like across borders, there they, there are so many different layers to this that I think people can gain so much from hearing about. So thank you yeah. so, so yeah. much for sharing. And thank you so much like for giving, you know, this platform for me. Yeah. So thank you. I really mm. appreciate it. <laughs> thank you. That means so much. And and yeah, to everyone else who's been on an unfiltered episode, who's listening to this. Thank you guys. Seriously. It means the world that you're all like open to coming out and doing this. I know it's not always easy. Um, and that being said, if anyone listening has something they want to share on an unfiltered episode, I would love to have you email your story to seeing other people podcast at gmail.com. I might not get back to you immediately as <laughs> this wonderful guest knows, but at some point I will. I'm really working on my my email um, habits. I'm working on it. You guys are a work in progress. All right. To everyone who listened, thank you so much. Don't forget to send this episode to a friend, a cousin, a coworker, a dog walker, whoever you think would benefit from hearing it, share it in your group chat, share it on your Instagram story. If you loved it and give a five star rating and review, and I'll see you next time.